Welcome to Biz Help For You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. There always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here is your host, Candy Messer. Hello, and welcome to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on last week's show, The Benefits of Chamber Membership, informative. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, a link is located under the episode directory on my Voice America page, as well as links for iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. If there are topics you'd find beneficial or questions you have, please feel free to reach out to me at media at abandp.com. Now let's learn a little bit about our guest today. Brooke Mason is a branding expert and a seasoned entrepreneur, which is why she understands startups and the importance of how to affect and build your customer base. She has worked with big luxury brands and local businesses, but is known for her work with names such as Samsung, Lamborghini, Rolls-Royce, and municipalities such as Beverly Hills and West Hollywood. And for the past 25 years, Debbie Goldfarb has owned a small consulting firm focusing on strategic planning, market research, training, and providing marketing programs. She is a well-respected marketing and branding consultant and has worked with small businesses and large businesses alike. In 2017, Debbie founded Biz Made Easy as a small branding and consulting boutique shop located in Culver City. Under the Biz Made Easy, Debbie provides strategic brain power and agency quality work that the bigs get for the smalls. Most recently, Debbie joined SBDC, the Small Business Development Center, as a business advisor to help small business owners start, launch, fund, and manage their business. Ms. Goldfarb is a well-known speaker and presenter. So, ladies, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having us. It's a pleasure. Well, Brooke, I actually just wanted to start with you. Uh, Can you just tell me a little bit about your background and how you began working in the marketing arena? Right. Well, I, you know, like a lot of people, I went to university and had no idea what to do. Um, so I studied sociology and I went on with my love of photography and became a celebrity advertising photographer. What I found was a lot of my clients, I was doing art directing, we were curating shoots, we were starting from the very early stages of the shoots and realizing that, you know, a lot of them building on trust and, and recognition of what work I did um, needed more things. So I'm Four years ago, um, I started the, my Mason Creative, where we're a full-service creative agency, and we do branding and, and marketing and, obviously, photography, create, creative content and all that. And so, you know, my clients have just built over the years of, you know, we'll go into this later when we talk about branding and, and validity and trust and, and all that. And they've just built over that time period. But um, it, it was just like a, quite an easy transition, to be honest, and I just saw that these people I worked with, they could just do so much more than they weren't doing. And, and it's hard when you're in a business and you have your own business to see the bigger picture. And sometimes that's why you just need someone else to give you that guidance. Right. And Deborah, for those who didn't listen to the last episode when I had you, when we discussed the Paycheck Protection Program, uh, can you give a little bit of your background? Um, well, as you know, I'm obviously not working with small businesses, um, but I am actually a data-based credit card marketer. That's my background, which means that I was always involved in very complex campaigns, and that was both on new customer acquisition as well as on existing customer bases. And so what I've been able to do is over the years, after working behind the scenes or even working with companies like Wells Fargo and working with Bank of America, doing um, working with Capital One and Providian and some of the really big names, I decided to focus now on the small business. And because, mm-hmm. um, again, if you think about it, you know, 99% of America really runs on the back of the small business owner. And I mm-hmm. just 
realize, you know, with all the kind of expertise we have, there's absolutely no reason we should not provide that exact same expertise for small businesses and help them succeed. Right, exactly. Well, there's so much that's going on right now, you know, and we wanted to really talk about just this reimagining the marketing because of, you know, circumstances. So let's start with, you know, why should a business owner rebrand now? I mean, to be honest, this is a very exciting time. I mean, yes, yes. It's a it's an awful time, and, and we all know about how how bad everything is. But then there's the other flip side, and, the, and there's a silver lining here for businesses, and that that is that the awareness that people have now gotten being at home now, like there were people before that didn't even know what Zoom was, and and was right. using Zoom for since it started, you know, and so. It's, there's such an awareness now on in the digital market and social media, and it's an exciting time because now people who were sort of, you know, not using their computer so much now, what are they doing They're at home using their computer? And sort of it just really opened the minds and educated people in such a beautiful way. So businesses can really rebrand now more so than ever before, and their audience is much broader, much wider. I mean, the things that we're doing now in my office with clients for social media is really exciting. And I've had just one client last month signed up and we got her and, you know, she started, she's an incredible interior designer and this is a small business owner and she's been doing great work, but she really wasn't branding herself. She signed up last month. She only had 700 followers on her Instagram. And now we're I think we're what, five weeks in, six weeks in, she has 2,200 followers. We're going to get her up to 10K and then 20K and whatever. And that's just with the branding, with the marketing, making sure that it's on point, it's interesting, it's fresh. That's something that we should really talk about too is that, you know, now everyone's on social media. People are not going to get bored so quickly. So you can post more, you can post more fresh content. It has to be interesting. So we have to focus a little bit more on being clever with the marketing and we can't be as lazy as perhaps we could get away with before. So there's a double edged world with it, right? We can, we can, right? No, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But I also wanted to um, say, um, again, my vantage point's a little bit different. Okay. But um, one of the things that I specialize in is, is that I read every, all the research and the research is coming out like every day. But one of the things that we're seeing right now is that we as consumers and as people have changed. Mm-hmm. And so everything we thought we knew in the past, we don't. <laughs> and right. so on the one hand, just like Brooke is saying, it's an extraordinary time to go out there and just give everything a shot if you can. But on the other hand, it is such an unsettling time for people that have been doing the same old, same old forever. And maybe by sheer dumb luck or maybe by just because they're experts in that particular type of customer base, whether it's business to business or business to consumer, um, that they just did it that way. You can't do that anymore. And that's what's mm-hmm. causing the whole concept of not just rebranding. It's also going to be reemergence. It's almost like a phoenix reemergence. Right. And it's true. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting time. I also know so many people right now. They're gonna, sh- you know, they're gonna shut down. But we also have to look at the opportunity that it creates. Right. But if you're going well, to, yeah, if you're go going to hang on, you know, you got your PPP, you got your money. Mm-hmm. You know, it came in from Idol. Then we're going to say, okay, great. So now, what do we want to do? Because the thing is, you got to understand your consumer today, because the right. consumer you used to have doesn't exist anymore. No, they're more educated, they're smarter, they're more savvy. They want you to be clever and interesting and ahead of the time. Right. And that means sort of in, in a lot of ways predicting what the next two mm-hmm. months, the six months and a year is going to be right. for people like right. us. Well, they're looking, right, they're also looking for a few things. Everyone has been so scared and stressed out, they're looking for leaders and mm-hmm. they're also looking for brands to be extremely sincere and truthful and transparent. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And well, before we go much further into this topic of rebranding, I think I would love to have, you know, Deborah, what do you think the definition really of rebrand is? Well, it's not, well, it's not this far off from what branding is, but in general, what a brand is, it's the customer's perception of your brand. And all that just means is no matter how your customer interacts with your brand, 
they have to they have to perceive the same experience repeatedly. So mm-hmm. in respect to rebranding, all it's saying is you're going to take whatever you used to do and we're going to reposition the way you used to do it. And mm-hmm. again, once you have something like the customer completely has changed, that would create the opportunity for you to say, wow, it's time for me to consider my new customer. So you're mm-hmm. basically going back to what we call the basics. Right. So you can't, again, rely on any research or anything um, mm-hmm. at all. So it's a really um, interesting in that respect for us in respect to why I would rebrand. Um, the other reason, too, is usually we rebrand because it creates an excitement about a brand. Um, mm-hmm. It refreshes it in the mind, not just of your consumer, but more importantly, inside your own company. The employees mm. themselves get really excited when they see a new brand. And it, mm. it's just like kind of dusting yourself off, going, here I am again. And it right. gives you another yeah. chance to go back out to market a little bit differently, but within, within the same parameters of what you've always done before. Mm-hmm. Right, or like a like a refresh, and I, and that's what I call it. In, mm-hmm. in our office, we call it like a brand refresh. And and like they be saying, and, and and make sure it's on every consumer touch point. So every place that your customer will see it, whether it's online, whether it's even a voicemail, you know, right? They call in for your mm-hmm. everything has to align with this brand refresh that Deborah's talking about. Right. So then, Brooke, if you have someone that comes to you and says, you know, I want to do a rebrand, like what would be that process that you would take them through? How would they go about that? I mean, from my perspective, first of all, we'll do a brand audit. So we'll look at everything that's happening now and how the consumer perceives you right now. So we want to do an analysis on where you're at right now and backtrack that the last year or so. But we want to see what's happening right now, where it's where you're succeeding and where you're maybe falling behind. Um, and so then, you know, I go right to the visual. We need more creative content, you know. Do we need to set up a photo shoot? Do we need to get some video? I mean, right now, that's what everyone really wants to see. They need fresh content, lots of video, animation, um, moving. Uh, we, you know, that's a proven fact that moving images do better um, with marketing. So, you know, we're in a time now where we want little animated logos. We want animation on the website. We want, you know, your social media to have lots of video. We want to connect. If you're a small business owner, we want to connect with someone. So it's really important to have, like if it's, um, say, for instance, I was talking about my interior designer client, you know, I want to put, she was in the background and I want to put her in the foreground. So we want to Unless you're a really big brand and that brand identity is so strong, almost like its own persona, um, say like Bentley, like I'm working with Bentley next week and we're doing, um, you know, a bit of a rebrand in terms of like their customer base and we're doing a new photo shoot. We've been curating this the last month and that it has its own personality and its own persona. But say you're working with a, a small business owner like my interior designer client, she is the persona and we want to connect with her. And so my concept for her was to bring her more in the forefront. Let's get video of her talking. You know, let's let's look at the web. We redid her website. So I mean, basically the first step would be that. Like, let's clean up everything. Let's refresh everything. Let's make everything more vibrant. And, and more vibrant doesn't necessarily mean colors. Vibrant colors, that just might mean messaging in general. Um, so those are the steps that they go forward. And, and that is, it is a little bit specific to the brand right. or the customer base and all that. Everything is kind of individualized. Like I was saying, like, say for instance, like a really big brand like Rolls Royce versus, you know, an a individual, a small business owner, it would be completely, it'd be a different way to look at it. But in the same scope, it's still under the same umbrella of what is the customer? What is the consumer? What is going well? What isn't going well? And how can we make it better? Right. Okay. So, you know, mm -hmm. I was also going to just add to what she just said. Um, There's different components of a brand in general. And Mm -hmm. um, one of the things where Brooke's real brilliance comes out is on that creative side, which is what I call also the emotive side. But there's also what I call the very rational and the measurable side. Okay, so as part of a rebrand effort, just like she's talking about doing what we call a brand audit as far as all the creative components, I will also look at the competition. I'm going to look at their positioning. We will look at their performance. 
mm-hmm. and look at where do they want to be, but also where can they be. Mm-hmm. So you have to really keep in mind there's this whole quantitative side that goes with a brand. So it's what I call the fuzzy. At the same time, it's very specific. It's the magic, which is what Brooke does, right? But it's also the rational. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's one That's of the hardest concepts, um, basically, probably in marketing, except for customer experience, to understand to me because of having both the emotive and rational together. Mm. Interesting. Well, believe it or not, we've actually uh, come up upon our first break. So when we come back, we'll continue to chat with Brooke Mason about reimagining your marketing approach and get insight from Deborah Goldfarb as well. You're listening to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer on Voice America Internet Radio. We'll be right back after this brief commercial break. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. Our bookkeeping clients include service-based businesses, such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you, reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at abandp.com. Call us today. Have peace of mind tonight. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Biz Help For You. If you have a question or comment about the show, send us an email to media at abandp.com. That's media at abandp.com. Now, back to Biz Help For You. Welcome back to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer. In the last segment... Brooke Mason and Deborah Goldfarb started the discussion on rebranding. So let's continue our discussion now. So ladies, let's talk about the messaging that we need to be, you know, putting out there right now. So first of all, should we even acknowledge what's going on in like current events in our marketing or should we just ignore that when we're putting out those messages? I would Do you want me say- to start or- you go ahead and stop there. <laughs> you and I both have different opinions. It's fun. Um, let me start on this, and then you'll go ahead and correct me. Is that good? A little bit? <laughs> it's good to have anyway. both perspectives. Yeah. Well, it's different because I'm going to come from a more general, and then she's going to be very specific examples. But what we are seeing in the market right now is the messaging. You definitely need to acknowledge the situation. You have to be very sensitive to the consumer and what they have gone through. You have to be very empathetic. Well, I see that just this week. I was really surprised. It came out this week in Adweek. They said that only two companies have gotten away with humor, and it's on Twitter. And I'm surprised, but they say it's just part and parcel of their brand. So they couldn't go that far afield. So in other words, it's a light sense of humor, but they've already done all the acknowledgments they need to say, yes, we're here. And the big thing is we're part of your community. So the big thing now is if you're going to do humor, that's fine. Um, But one thing you cannot do is you can't do product sales right now. It has Mm. nothing to do with your product and selling. 
in any way, shape, or form. It's all about a community feeling and being, again, transparent and open about what you're doing Mm -hmm. for helping your community and your employees. Mm, Good point. So, Brooke, what would be your perception? Yeah, I think I think it's very important, like Deb said, it's very important right now to not be humorous. I, I personally think, yeah, that we need to be very aware of and very sensitive what's going on. I think it's very important to continually post about it and show support. So you need to show support to, first of all, to your customer. Um, like, for instance, I'm now, you know, reaching out to all my customers and telling them to um, to my clients to tell them, I want you to reach out individually to customers. You know, give them your cell phone, make yourself available to them. I mean, it depends on, of course, what business we're talking about here and how many people are your customers. I mean, if you have thousands of customers, you can't do that. But if you're a small business owner, you know, really be there for them. What can I do to help you? Um, yes, Deb is correct that it is really difficult to sell right now. However, I do have a couple of customers that are doing sales, and the sales are in support of, say, work, people working from home. And so it's a help sales okay. situation. And, yes, right. um, but it's know, also, is it also based on essential versus non-essential products? Exactly. It's based on essential. Like, there's a health and wellness product right now that will really help people. And so I've been an advocate mm-hmm. in getting her some more press and getting her out there to show people that this is a great product that they can use. So yes, you are correct. I think it is essential. And, and, um, but, but, you know, being sensitive is really important. I think, you know, on your website, you know, you should make people aware of Mm -hmm. how your office is running, the sanitary reasons, being sensitive to different people's thoughts and beliefs at the moment is really important. If you're posting on social media, I would say, you know, uh, you know, we are in California, but also be sensitive that people have different beliefs and different um, political beliefs mm-hmm. on everything. So I think yeah, it's important exactly. to show that you are diverse um, and that you are open and encompassing of all um, and that, you know, you are there as an assistant um, and a support, mm-hmm. but not too political either way. I do suggest that my clients don't post politically right now. And that's a little no. bit of a sore spot there. So what are your thoughts on that, Deb? No, I, I'd agree with that, by the way, uh, 100%. I mean, the things that you always got to keep in your back pocket right now is con- customers, excuse me, consumers and the employees, they're very scared and they're confused. There mm-hmm. haven't been really good role models. So they are actually looking for the brand, whatever that is, or our companies or small businesses in their local area to provide answers and to be very knowledgeable of what's going on in the world today, right now, and then also actually lead by example. And mm-hmm. they are, that is a very important uh, approach. But, again, being sensitive to what they have been through and always acknowledging that. So if someone wants to put out there, you know, these messages that you're discussing, then what are the best channels or the touch points that they should be using to reach their audience? Social media, website, you know, put a, put a new banner on your website, you know, that, that acknowledges uh, safety and uh, sanitizing and, you know, washing your hands and social distancing, like whatever it is that your company can do, put that on your website, post on social media. But again, social media is very easy to, I, and this is something that I tell my clients, remember that you the brand is separate to you as an individual. So as an individual, whatever beliefs you have, remember that you're a brand. So when you're posting, post in the message of your brand, not necessarily like your own beliefs, if that makes sense. So, you know, what is the brand's persona and what does that mean? Mm -hmm. And post based on that and and try to stay uh, fairly neutral about it and your own beliefs on things. The other, so should they, yeah, the other thing, uh, mm-hmm. I, no, I was just going to say the other thing um, that we're also seeing is um, going out into your local chamber of commerces and being part of the community mm-hmm. and or doing your own Zoom, right, um, doing free this um, and advice-based whatever you can do. Right. And the more, the more visible you get, the better. Now, I understand exactly what you're saying about the social media, but those are just some other ways that we're now beginning to see lots of traction 
you know, and mm-hmm. it's, it's a funny thing, you know. Um, I joke now because, you know, we have Zoomers, which are, you know, Generation Z, but like all the rest of us have become Zoomer boomers, you know, it's like the funniest <laughs> thing. But <laughs> unfortunately or fortunately, that's the way to go. But even as I say that, and this is the reason I bring that up, one of the most clever advertising I've seen is the actual virtual background. Mm. Oh, and, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So somebody can always that's, that's do a true. little I actually like created one for myself recently. I mean, most of the time if I'm on, you know, like if I was for my SBBWA group, South Bay Business Women's Association, I just had a basic background or something. But I did create one because uh-huh. I'm in a business mm-hmm. group too. And I thought, oh, I'll just put my business logo and my phone number and, and things right. like that too, even though they knew who I am. And that's what I created and it was kind of fun. But I do see yeah. people are doing that a lot more now too. That's a, a, a great tip for someone. Actually, that's a way to get your name out there, even if you're on just a virtual meeting. Yeah, uh, it is. The other thing, I mean, this is dumb. How about old school? How about a T-shirt that has your name on it or your contact mm-hmm. information? Mm-hmm. I know, it's just that's, little things. I mean, they sound dumb, but they're really very helpful right now. Right. So... I know we've talked about, you know, we're really looking at what's happening now with, you know, COVID-19. And of course, we had the protesting and rioting and things going on, too, that have just put, you know, a lot of different um, mm-hmm. things that are out of the norm kind of out there. So I know, Deborah, you mentioned that consumer behavior has changed. So can you just touch on, you know, how long you think that might last? Um, how should people be marketing to kind of the current situation versus their long term plan for how they should be like, right. you know, changing that? No, I, it's, a, it's a really a good question and an interesting concept. Um, what I'm advising uh, my small business owners right now or even my larger businesses is whatever you're going to do, don't spend a lot of money. Do it in a phased approach because what you think may work right now may not work in one month. Mm. So you just want to be putting your toe in the market and keep testing it. And until, because right now, no matter how many things that I've read and every source is saying the same thing, we're not sure which ones are going to be permanent long-term changes, right? Or which ones are just going to be now. So certain things that I do know for sure will be permanent, though, is that delivery to the customer, you know, instead of customers always coming to you, we have changed completely. So that remote delivery is going to be critical. Also, the reliance on digital. You know, it's going to be digital everything. And the other thing that we're noticing, and this we do think is a permanent change, is everything has to be what we call experiential. Mm. And so anything you can do to engage that customer in the most unique experience, what we call it is giving them the red carpet experience, no matter how they're engaging with your brand. And Mm -hmm. that's whether it's online, whether it's on the phone, whether it's um, delivery. You know, and some, to me... In particular, I'm going to use um, Target as the example. Um, they actually were the quickest, one of the most nimble to make the changes to deliver product to the customer if they want to drive up into the parking lot. And they did it brilliantly between going online, you order it, they call you back, and you just go pick it up, and you're, you're waiting less than maybe one minute. Mm. Unlike, okay, well, unlike a Home Depot, which really did something very comparable, but it has not worked the same. And I don't think it's because they have more customers. I just think they didn't execute it correctly. But mm-hmm. I will always remember that, right? Their process is seamless to me as a consumer. Mm. And it means well, they care. Right. That's a good point of how to think about that. I think part of what happened, too, is people were just taken by surprise. They had no idea this was coming and just trying to get right. everything in place, you know, just kind of through. No, I, kind of no, I absolutely agree with that. Mm-hmm. So... I think, Brooke, then let's talk about, you know, the customers and who you're marketing to, because I know you're specializing more in the luxury market. So is messaging the same for like a small business owner who's reaching out to like just, you know, regular what I would call like us, me, a regular consumer versus someone who's in a luxury market? Right. Yeah, there really is a big difference. And the difference is based on if you are a small business owner um, and you are a appearing to be too luxury and you do all your branding in sort of a very luxurious way, you're going to scare off your customer base. So you really need to understand your customer base. And this is where, say, Debbie talked about before about, 
you know, those analytics at the very beginning. And, you know, as an individual, you might say, but we love luxury. You know, you might be starting a brand and you live a luxurious lifestyle. You know, you, you've got a few bucks in the bank and you drive a nice car and you live a luxurious lifestyle, but you're starting this brand and the brand is for the everyday person. But you say, but you know what? I like these looks and I like that. I say, you know, my suggestion would say, yeah, okay, you like those things, but does your customer and will mm-hmm. you scare up your customer and they think they can't afford you? So the main thing with luxury and, bra- and, and branding, you know, as sort of like a blanket sort of statement, though, as I said before, it's a really individualized thing based on the brand, um, is that you understand your customer base, understand what price point you're at, and sort of like, for instance, um, you know, look at Ikea. It's very bright. It's very fresh branding. The colors are very simple, um, primary colors. And when you see everything, it's very clean, and there's sort of no question about who IKEA is and who can afford IKEA. I mean, of course, mm-hmm. that's like a massive brand. But, you know, say you're starting out and you have a dress line and, uh, and your dresses, um, you know, they're, they're $50 to $100. Maybe the highest end one is like $200. Well, you know, everyone can really afford that. So, you know, you don't want to go in there and, and try to, you know, emulate uh, Chanel or Gucci, right? You want to kind of make the customer understand, yes, these are beautiful dresses at affordable prices. So there's a lot of strategy and sort of marketing that goes into that. So, it's, you know, it's more than just a couple of minute conversation, but it, but just that alone, you should, you should just sort of analyze, like, what is that customer base and, and what can they afford? And sort of start, I suggest clients coming to me to start looking at brands that they think that their brand should be like, brands they like and brands they don't like, and start kind of making those comparisons. Like even if they're doing a website, what websites do you like and why? What websites don't you like and why? And start, you know, those are the things that there's quite a lot of details that go into, say, a brand refresh or or even branding or marketing. You know, there there can be, you know, months of research. I mean, a lot of people don't have that kind of time right now, of course, and, and no one has that time anymore. Everyone wants it yesterday. But, you know, at least three weeks of research mm-hmm. and analysis that goes on um, before we mm-hmm. even, you know, make actual changes. And I just want to circle back to something Debbie said before about marketing efforts and where you put your money in, in marketing. And right now I'd say, yes, is right, but you can't go wrong with spending good money in branding. Marketing and branding, and people get a little confused about what, what each thing is, but branding, you can spend some really good money, and that branding will really catapult you into making the marketing successful. So I think of branding as the foundation to help the marketing succeed. Um, mm-hmm. So I do believe, and maybe I'm biased in some ways, but I do believe <laughs> you can spend some good money into mm-hmm. making that really great foundation. And, and Deb, are you going to time in here? I'm laughing. Well, you I'm know sorry. what? I'm going to have to cut in for a second because we actually do have to go to a break. So we'll oh, finish, okay. you know, having this discussion in the next segment. But uh, we're going to come back uh, again. Okay. We're going to continue with Brooke Mason and Deborah Goldfarb on reimagining your marketing. We'll be right back after a brief commercial break. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. Our bookkeeping clients include service-based businesses, such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you, reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at abandp.com. Call us today. Have peace of mind tonight. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to BizHelp for You. If you have a question or comment about the show, send us an email to media at abnp.com. That's media at abandp.com. Now, back to BizHelp for You. Welcome back to BizHelp for You with Candy Messer. Let's continue our discussion with Brooke Mason and Deborah Goldfarb on the reimagining your marketing approach. So actually, Deb, what I wanted to uh, ask you right before we went to commercial uh, was, I know you love data and research and everything. So I wanted to ask you a quick question too on how people could look at their marketing and see if it's really working. Good question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. That's a great question, actually. Um, Honestly, you're going to know because your customers right now will tell you. Honestly, before in the past, customers, we had to rely just on on data. I mean, real, raw data, right? And a lot of times you're relying on your Google, Google Analytics for your website. You're looking at your social media. But right now, it's a little bit different. You're going to know because your customers will comment back to you. And it's right. very important. They're going to continue to do that for a while, okay? Mm-hmm. So, again, I can tell you analytics don't blow in the face, but it won't. It's not really reflecting. What it's reflecting are the changes I'm seeing in total consumer demand. Mm-hmm. And well, the buying behavior has too. changed. That's, yeah, that's important to really think about. Like you said, you can look at kind of historical stuff, but it doesn't necessarily mean that's mm-hmm. really current for now. But I did want to get your perspective on that because I know you love the numbers. Um, but I really wanted to move into, you know, what are your thoughts, and either one of you can share what you think about converting a non-essential product or service into an essential one. Oh, that's a good one, Brooke. Go ahead. (laughs) I mean, I think Debbie is is referring to me because I deal in a lot of (laughs) non-essential. Like a luxury model queen. Is it really essential that we need to buy a new car right now? Do you really need a Lamborghini? No. How do we make that uh, essential? I mean, really, this is a very tough question because, to be honest, I think that the way that I help my luxury clients make themselves essential, and look, if we're really realistic, they're not at all, but how do we make them essential? The only way to do that is to say, you know, this item will make you feel happier. This item will make you feel more powerful, more strong, more successful. So in, in some ways, you know, we're sort of, twisting it around, are we really being realistic? No, not really, but it's a marketing and branding in the end, and that's what we're talking about. I mean, in the end, I deal in the superficial and the luxury, and so is, is all this real everyday life? No, but uh, maybe okay. it's essential that we need a new Lamborghini because right. it's going to make us feel how about, better. No, you really, things. yeah, we absolutely need a Lamborghini. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let me, let me, how about, <laughs> I'm going to, um, one thing I can tell you, there's, there's three things that I'm seeing, even for luxury, okay? If you can somehow humanize it, and what that just means is they literally go back to their customers and they put their arm around them virtually and say, we understand, and be very empathetic. I recommend that for all my small business, whether you're luxury or not. But mm-hmm. some things that the luxury market has done really, really well is, like, for example, you're seeing, and I'm not saying a Cadillac or a Lexus is the ultimate in luxury, no, but what they have done is they've brought the delivery mechanism to the consumer. So now we can buy a car literally online or get it serviced, and we can have them come to us. That, to me, mm-hmm. right there, was a great way to take a luxury service and sort of humanize it. Mm-hmm. And but I don't think it even has to be center. luxury. You know, there's, you know, for instance, no, I have exactly a client right. that owns like a small gym, right? And mm-hmm. according to the government, that was non-essential and they were shut down. But a lot of people would say, I think that's essential because it helps Correct. me feel better. It helps me keep my weight, you know, where it needs to be. It helps yeah. me, you know, keep my health where it needs to be. So I think there were some things that were deemed right. non-essential 
that really that consumers would still see it as essential. Correct. Right. But now, here's what's going to happen. You know, right, mm-hmm. right, same. But now if you're going to go back out, okay, all you need to do, and this is the other focus, okay, whether you're essential or non-essential, either one, you have to make your customers feel safe. So what that means mm-hmm. is you better adhere to every, you know, CDC guideline you can find. Right. And even if you can't, find a few more. I mean, and that's what you're going to talk about to me in Nextdoor app, you know, using the app to talk about it. You can use a little PR. Maybe you can get, you know, get a free piece of PR. Um, and even on the outside signage, this is what we're doing to protect mm-hmm. you. Right. Because it's going to be the only way to get them to come back and interact. Because if you think about it right now, we can't just play on people's aspirations anymore. No, this is a reality. And people mm-hmm. are really hunkered down about their own safety right Right. Mm-hmm. And for instance, yep. the gym, now a lot of them have gone digital. So I've noticed some of these right. gyms that offer online classes, and they're offering it for free, which makes you feel really supported during this time because they're giving, offering you free sessions. And so you will be loyal to that gym now when it does reopen because you feel like they were there for you and they understood your needs. Right. Well, he did a good job, too, because he sent an email the other day saying, you know, these are the steps we're going to take. And it was already a small location. It's not one of the big, you know, I I won't name names, but one of the big conglomerates. It was, you know, a smaller one. Um, But he said, these are the steps, you know, we're planning on taking. And he actually asked people, when would you feel comfortable? You know, do you want us to wait till July or September or, you know, what timing would you want? And, you know, like really asking the customer for their input as well, which I thought was really good. Yeah, like a lot of the gyms right now are, you know, taping off areas, seven by seven foot areas, so that if you're going to do crossfit or something, and they make and they're doing press about it, so they're getting press about that. You know, seeing pictures of themselves taping up the areas and and showing pictures on social media where they're masked and spraying things and uh, you know spraying with sanitizer and showing showing it, posting about it that it's that they're safe and that they respect you and and they want you to be safe Mm -hmm. right exactly well i would love to actually hear too i don't know debbie you probably have some ideas on this too but you know what can we learn from history and then take that into our you know marketing approach um great question um one of the things that we do know is if people look back in the depression or the recession there are companies that all of a sudden they rose from the ashes, you know, and mm-hmm. there's some really wonderful stories and anecdotes that I think will make everyone feel better. But I mean, the couple that always come to mind is I always look at um, JW Marriott is my favorite and for $6,000, this is during the depression. He literally went and bought himself an A&W root beer stand. It had mm. 16 feet. Well, we see where he mm. is today, right? Right. He's extremely, extraordinary what he was able to do, right? And mm-hmm. I, I mean, just that's one great example of the kinds of things. But there's others. Um, my other favorite is Little Debbie Cream Pies. I love this one. They mm-hmm. sold for five cents out of the family car. Today they are at worth $1.4 billion. Hmm. Wow. So, you know, so he's really you looking like, for the opportunity. Debbie, like yeah. Debbie saying, don't... I mean, my thing is right now to everyone, don't be lazy during this time. It's really easy mm-hmm. for us to get down in the dump and not do anything and mm-hmm. stay at home on Netflix and just keep watching TV and not sort of being proactive. And I think this is the time right now to be proactive because as everything, listen, as we start getting back, those businesses, a lot of those businesses that really keep active right now and keep engaged and every day keep working mm-hmm. at it will be more mm-hmm. successful and come through it. Right. We also, yeah. by the way, UCLA actually coined this term, okay? For any of us that get to survive through this, um, and what I'm saying is that you've, now you're surviving and then hopefully you're going to thrive, right? We call them survivalist entrepreneurs, and my wish is that everyone could become a survivalist entrepreneur. <laughs> but part of in order to do that, yeah, you, you have to forgive yourself, and it's okay. Nothing is done anymore. So you can't feel bad if it doesn't work either. Right? Mm-hmm. Just go out there and give it a shot every single day. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It's really hard. And you need to be able to say to yourself, all right, I can't do it today. Okay, I got it. Don't. You know, come back for next. Is it could be 
it could be simple things like what Debbie's saying. It could be simple things like start writing those blogs on your website to get your SEO better. Start writing about um, COVID. Start writing about, you know, what you do. Start writing about, you know, everything, even if you're rebranding right now or something. Start writing about the rebrand of your brand. And so keep, and, and keeping content flowing, posting, blogging, newsletters. Now, one thing, though, be careful of writing too many newsletters to your customers. Um, people are not, you know, there's a lot of that going around, and I think don't write too many newsletters. It gets annoying. There's too much spam in our inbox at the moment, and we are online so much. So I suggest a little bit more of posting online, blogging, reposting that blog on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on all the different channels. Um, but maybe not doing as many, but writing direct emails to your customer, not so many like blanket newsletters that we used to do in the past that used to be successful. I think that is probably going to, you know, right now it's just not a good thing to do. Mm -hmm. The other thing is depending, yeah, depending on if you, where you are in the market too, everybody has things they can help somebody for free. I mean, I know that sounds crazy. God forbid we do that. But, you know, I was talking to somebody yesterday. The woman's an artist, but it turns out she has, 15 little, little paintings that she has bought that she's already paid for, right? And I said to mm -hmm. her, I said, you know, you're having trouble activating your customers again, right? Her repeat customers. I said, go back out to them, tell them you're just thinking about them, and send them one of those little paintings. Mm. You've already paid for it. Mm -hmm. That's okay. a good point. So anything that's clever and well thought through and really truly from the heart, if you can do that, it's mm -hmm. going to bode well, okay, as we go forward. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. So it's and really looking at being creative on something, too. Yes, very, very creative. And, and thinking exactly, because most people, listen, in truth, in your customer base, only 5% or even 10% at the most, that's where your money comes from anyway, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't come back from the other percentage, let's say 80%. Focus on them. Make sure they know you're there, you care, you're here to stay, and you're going to be there to do whatever you can to go mm -hmm. forward. And you want them to join you in that journey and share right. their stories. Listen. Listen carefully. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's a great point. And like you said, just looking at where your income really comes from, I think a lot of people don't necessarily really analyze that and look at that, but it's so true is you know, most of your income does come from a very small number of clients overall. Right. And think about this. <laughs> okay. I've got my client. What if they bring me a referral or what if they do, right? They do an endorsement for me, right? Well, guess what? I'm going to give you X dollars off, aren't I, on your mm -hmm. service? I'm just going to give it to you for free. Right. Exactly. Well, believe it or not, we're actually coming close to the end of the show. So I want to give each of you the opportunity uh, to say, you know, how people can reach you if they have any additional questions, um, you know, anything like that. So social media, website, phone numbers, anything you'd like to share. So Brooke, uh, why don't you go first? Yeah, so I'm really easy to find. Just go to brookmason.com, book with an E, and uh, hit me up on social media at brookmasonphoto is my personal handle. Um, and I don't remember my business handle on the staff do. <laughs> but, uh, I think it's for amazing. Brilliant. Anyway, that will do. But, yeah, just hit me up on, on social media and on my website. Love to hear from you. Love to hear your ideas. And, and if you have any questions, if anyone has any questions, just hit me up and I'll be happy to ask them. Great. And then, yeah, Deborah, and how about you? Yeah, and for me, um, feel free to um, – my business is biz, B-I-Z, made, Easy, easy. So it's bizmadeeasy.com. And you can hit me up. My email is debbieg at bizmadeeasy.com. Okay, and perfect. I'm the same as Brooke. I'd love to talk to you. Oh, great. And do you want to do a quick shout out also for the SBDC since you're one of their representatives as well? Ah, yes. Um, yeah, I enjoy working with the SBDC. And um, we kind of look at all of our clients. Kind of is, that's our customer base, right? And mm -hmm. they've struggled, but they're getting their money in, and they are going forward. So, mm -hmm. And I can tell you, the SBDC has been a very valuable resource for small businesses in particular um, to understand the loan products that are out there. You know, mm -hmm. what's the loan forgiveness? 
you know, as well as clearly marketing techniques and financial analytics and stuff. But it's a great free resource, and I highly recommend anybody who needs help, definitely tag your local SBDC. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So um, I do want to thank you ladies both for joining us. And um, I did want to do one more plug. If anyone does have any interest also in listening uh, to Deborah on the prior recording we did, it was on the Paycheck Protection Program that aired on April 7th. So you can go to the Voice America page, find that information, and you'll hear more uh, great tips from Deborah. Um, but again, thank you, Brooke and Deborah, for joining me today. I'm sure, um, you know, the guests found what you shared uh, is extremely helpful, especially considering what's going on right now. And I wanted to thank the listeners for tuning into the show. I hope you found this topic interesting and that it answered some questions about reimagining your marketing. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Deborah or Brooke at any of the links that they shared, or you can send us a message at media at abnp.com. And would you please share our show information with those you know? I'd really appreciate your support. Next week's topic is what you should know when becoming an entrepreneur. I hope you can join us for this presentation. And please remember, you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is www.abandp.com. Links can be found on my Voice America page. Remember to tune in each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you can't join us for the live show, you can find the episode saved on the business channel on voiceamerica.com or find the podcast posted on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for listening to BizHelp for You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a terrific week.